Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 30th of June. In breaking news first, R&B singer R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years behind bars for sex crimes against women and children. He was convicted of racketeering and sex trafficking charges in September after a six-week trial. Kelly's lawyer, Jennifer Bonjean, spoke outside court a short time ago. Well, I mean, obviously he's devastated. 30 years in prison is like a life sentence for him, but we are now prepared to fight uh, this appeal. Meanwhile, the sentencing of former British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell has been labelled as decades in the making, but survivors say it's not over yet. She was convicted for her role in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking crimes, with the judge ruling yesterday she'll spend 20 years behind bars. US attorney Lisa Bloom, who represented eight of Epstein's accusers, has told 10 this might not be the end of the case. We know that There were others who were mentioned at Ghislaine Maxwell's trial as being recruiters who also brought girls and women to him to be sexually abused. Perhaps we'll see prosecutions of those people next. Over to Spain, where NATO leaders have agreed China poses a threat to security and international order during a critical summit overnight. The 30-member alliance will release a new strategic plan considering the threat of Beijing for the first time, while the US will increase military drills at its Darwin base. PM Anthony Albanese met with British PM Boris Johnson for the first time since taking the top job, acknowledging Australia is impacted by Russia's invasion. We are very proud of that, that we're the largest non-NATO contributor. Uh, you are. We are. Uh, Fantastic. With uh, 285 million of uh, military support and 65 million of humanitarian support as well. While free trade negotiations with the European Union will resume in the coming months after discussions were stalled because of inaction on climate change and the fallout over that submarine deal. And back home now, unions hope all industrial action in New South Wales this week sends a clear message to all state and territory governments about the need to look after those in the public sector. Rail workers and nurses and midwives have all walked off the job, with teachers set to follow suit today. Michelle O'Neill from the ACTU says it's particularly troublesome to see further concerns in the health sector as COVID and flu outbreaks drag on. The state government should recognise how important it is to support nurses and midwives, give them a fair pay increase, put the extra money needed into the system to make sure that we keep the workers we've got and we value them properly. Meanwhile, kids are staying home in Sydney this morning while teachers from both Catholic and public schools strike for the next 24 hours. New South Wales Teachers Federation President Angelo Gavrilatos says workers are frustrated. Never before have teachers and principals been so angry, so let down by a government that is denying the facts. And for as long as the government denies the facts, we have no option but to act. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. A warning, this next story contains some content some may find distressing. A Queensland coroner has handed down her findings into the death of Brisbane mother Hannah Clark and her family. As Mel Houston reports, the Deputy State Coroner says there wasn't much authorities could do to stop Rowan Baxter from killing his estranged wife and family. Good morning. Ms Clark and her three children were tragically killed by her estranged husband in a car fire in early 2020. Yesterday, Deputy State Coroner Jane Bentley found Baxter was determined on executing his murderous plans and told the court he was a master manipulator. In the 150-page report, there's a number of recommendations, including special domestic violence officers and a child safety officer to assess harm to children. While Hannah's mother, Sue, says it's time to put these recommendations into action. We need to see all this, everything that's been recommended implemented in every state. If you need to seek help for family and domestic violence, call 1800RESPECT. And we head to northern New South Wales briefly, where reports suggest only a fraction of the flood relief funding has been rolled out in Lismore. The former Morrison government pledged $50 million to get businesses back on their feet. With the details, our reporter Scott Leake is in Lismore. Yeah, that's right, Maddie. Businesses in Lismore are frustrated. It's been close to four months since the announcement, yet some aren't anywhere near reopening. Only $5.6 million has made its way into accounts, but already those funds have begun to run out. There are now calls on the Albanese government to fast-track the approval process and double the package to $100 million. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the SwitzerReport.com. And Peter, it's June 30, so that means it's the end of the financial year. And for stock players and Superfund members, it's been a shocker. Yep, in case you notice your Superfund has gone backwards this year, or your shares portfolio value has fallen, you can put it down to our stock market that has turned in a negative performance for the financial year for the third time in a decade. The overall market looks set to be down 8%, and you can blame central banks raising interest rates, the fear that this could create a recession, China going back into lockdown to beat the pandemic, and Vladimir Putin and his Ukraine war, which has sent petrol prices sky high. Thank you for the reminder on that one. I need to get on to my tax. Um, Look, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is heading to Paris and telling world leaders that his government will fight for a greener and fairer world and he wants other countries to follow his lead. That's right. The new PM says he will legislate Australia's increased Paris climate target of cutting greenhouse gas emissions by 43% over the 2005 levels over the next eight years. He's also told the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development that rich, successful economies like Australia need to help less developed countries secure reliable supplies of important minerals used in green technologies. And look, Peter, lastly, if your travel agent encourages you not to fly Qantas, uh, here is the big reason why. Tell us more about this. Yeah. Well, the Australian newspaper reports that from today, travel agents will start steering clients towards few airlines, including Qatar, Delta and Air Canada, that have not dropped commissions. Qantas has cut commissions to travel agents from 5% to 1%. And so to survive the change, many agents will charge a fee if you want to travel with the flying kangaroo or suggest you fly with another carrier. Right. Well, I'm actually booking flights back to Perth, so I will avoid Qantas then. (laughs) Mr Joyce won't look like hearing that. (laughs) Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. 
Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett, a promising start at Wimbledon is over for an Aussie tennis star. Yes, good morning, Manny. Thanasi Kokonakis going down to Novak Djokovic in straight sets. One for the first time at Wimbledon in the first round, but coming up against a six-time Wimbledon champion in uh, Novak, unfortunately, a bridge too far for uh, young Thanasi. Straight sets, he was off court in less than two hours. So Novak looked a bit rusty in the first round, but he was in full flight uh, overnight. Uh, he can now turn his attention to the doubles, teaming up with Nick Kyrgios. It's a Best of five uh, in the doubles at uh, Wimbledon, whereas the other Grand Slams reverted to uh, best of three. And Kyrgios said the other day that is, quote, the stupidest thing ever that it's best of five at uh, Wimbledon. But I'm sure Thanasi, um, you know, will be wrapped to team up with uh, Special K once again and that his Wimbledon campaign in terms of the doubles isn't over just yet. Yeah, that'll be a match definitely worth watching. And look, the first test between Australia and Sri Lanka hangs in the balance for cricket. Yes, only got off to a bright start for the Aussies. Nathan Lyon and Mitch Swepson combining for eight wickets on what looked like a dust bowl on on the first day. Uh, But Sri Lanka hit back late, a horrible run out between Steve Smith and Usman Khawaja. Smith gone for just six. Khawaja returns to uh, the crease tonight on 47 and Nathan Lyon says they need a big partnership. I see this game as uh, pretty even, even stay. Um, So yeah, still a lot of work to do. So the Aussies three for 98, trailing by 114. And heading to AFL and NRL, we've got lots of action on tonight, Brett. We certainly do. Let's start in the AFL. It's the Lions at home to the Bulldogs. The Brownlow medalist Lockie Neal admits they've identified where they went wrong against the Demons last week and says they have a point to prove against the Doggies. We played shocking last week and Melbourne were really good. I think we got taught a lesson in the hunt. I'd expect a lot more work rate, a lot more ferocity at the ball. They welcome back Dane Zorko and Zach Bailey. The Dogs regain Lockie Hunter but have lost Caleb Daniel to a knee injury. In the NRL tonight, the Storm have lost one superstar but regain another. They uh, are preparing to face Manly. Cam Munster has been withdrawn due to that shoulder injury he picked up in Origin 2. Ryan Pappenhausen makes his return from hamstring and knee issues. His teammate Brandon Smith says that Paps won't take on the kicking duties though. It's going to be good. He's an absolute freak. I think I'm goal kicking this week. I don't think he's right to goal kick, so got to go practice that now. And the Seagulls have named Origin duo Daly Cherry Evans and Jake Trebojevic. Great. Well, thanks for the rundown as per usual, Brett. Thank you, Maddie. And you think groceries are expensive here? Well, check this out. A box of cherries has sold for more than $6,300 at an auction in Japan. The subcategory of super cherries known as Amori Heartbeat were bought by a fruit seller near Tokyo. The luxury rare fruit is expected to be given as presents during the summer gift-giving season. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.